Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 107 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's Trev and that's Stoner. And I put them in the wrong spots. So I got to redo that. So for our audio listeners, trying to keep everything in order. Uh, so you might hear some chatter about that as we stream live every Wednesday here on Facebook, YouTube, the main platform and Twitter, if it's working for anyone right mm-hmm. now. And of course, we put this on your favorite audio platforms as well, wherever you are. Make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe to wherever it is that you're watching. We appreciate all the support we get for the channel. We know that your time is valuable and we like to make use of that as well. Today, we got a lot of good content to talk about. Ron Rivera giving us some good juicy uh, bits in a uh, in the, the Super Bowl lead up. So then cool down. We'll be talking about Ron Rivera's comments. Uh, he, congratulations to him for, for the military award that he got. And we'll also be talking about Eric Bieniemy. Is he going to be the next offensive coordinator for Washington? Mm. All that's coming up in the cool down for the game. It's going to be the 2022 draft. Are there any picks you want to redo? How did they fit in after one year? Are we as excited or are we going to already call people bust like people did with Jamin Davis? All that's coming up in the game here in the warm-up brought to you by Skybar. Make sure you go to Skybar. Check out Trev in person there in Lexington, Virginia. You would say ref the district to him. Your first drink is on us. So make sure you do that there at Sky Bar in Lexington, Virginia. Uh, in the warm-up here presented by Sky Bar, we're going to be talking about the Senior Bowl and uh, also give our bartender a chance to talk to us about Geno Smith. as uh, He missed the video in case he did not already watch it. Stoner and I gave our opinions on Geno coming to the Commanders, but we'll want to see what Trev has to say about that as well. Let's start with the Senior Bowl, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, first off, did either of you watch it, or are you just kind of catching up on on uh, the stories written about it? Stories written about it, pretty much. Can't watch that drivel. I mean, <laughs> uh, you do want to kind of uh, check it out in terms of just you know a couple guys here playing, but the practices is what uh, are most fun to me. Rather, than yeah, I have to agree. Sorry, Trev, but I, I do have to agree. I think practices are mostly where it's at because that's where they're getting that interaction with mm-hmm. the coaches. That's where they're seeing whether or not they can handle kind of that NFL, you know, workload. And then the game always seems just kind of like an aftermath thing where it's mm-hmm. it's not quite Pro Bowl, but it's also not like no one there. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to earn a paycheck. Uh, later on so they're trying to be just exciting enough to earn that but also not necessarily kill somebody uh and ruin their chances of getting a paycheck trev you you said just catching up on it as far as yeah uh, like the mvp of the winning team i don't even know who that quarterback was i think it's kind of hard to pick mvp when you have four like multiple quarterbacks playing for one team and they each get like two or three series Mm -hmm. so like his stats weren't like nothing to be wowed at but he got mvp so it's like Okay, whatever. I know Max Max Duggan played from TCU, so did not have a great game either. But no, like, but like, how can you when you play that short of a series? So it's like, yeah, you can't can't get, get into a rhythm or anything, and you're yeah, working and with half guys. The won't be on a team in the NFL. No offense, yeah. 
they just won't. They're just seniors of, of their school, so it's like eh. Washington. Well, specifically, Ron Rivera-led teams have picked up a player from the Senior Bowl in every draft since 2015. That's a that's a pretty long streak there. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think that they're going to target someone from the Senior Bowl? And did you have a name maybe to give out for us? Mm, Probably from the Senior Bowl. I like the kid. Uh, kid. I mean, how old is he? He's a kid. Two or twenty-three. Nah, he's a kid. I like the guard from Florida. Sorry, I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's Osiris Torrance. That's him. I like Ooh. him a lot. He was a, a guy who played with the coach who's there at Florida now, and then did a, a grad transfer and played a fifth year, I believe, at Florida. So he's got a ton of experience playing for a big time program. I like him. I like to see yeah. him in a Washington uniform. Is that also because you happen to come from uh, hey from the Gators? A little bit of bias. I mean, ask me another right guard in the in the draft. I don't know. I know the guy from Florida, but I don't know about the others. You know, it's not right. time to study yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have to get into some of the draft prospects as we get closer. The Senior Bowl, like I, this, is one of the things I think that they were looking at were the offensive line players. Mm-hmm. They're kind of going there for, and Washington did have a large contingent there. To look at those things and so i do i would expect them to pick up one of the offensive linemen from the senior bowl and if it happens to be uh that right guard from florida then i think they'll be doing just fine. so do you think that right guard will be drafted or do you think he'll be the undrafted oh no he's he's gonna be a high pick oh yeah, yeah he's gonna be a t- um what do they call him like day two pick is day yeah. two second and third round or just day, day two round? is second and third? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a day two pick. He's okay. he's a he's a good ball player, all American, all that good stuff. Has all the has all the measurables and all that. So Gus Bus here saying that he's gonna be Osiris Torrance Ooh. is gonna be the next Larry Allen. Whoa. I mean, Larry Allen's a Hall of Famer. So I mean, you want to compare him to Larry Allen? I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> Gus Bus in the chat. Also, first string P4 Redskins Weekly TJ Michael Will Diggs joining us here. Doug as well. Appreciate everyone in the chat uh joining us here for today. Uh, last thing on the senior bowl, Ryan Kerrigan mic'd up. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's pretty, pretty fun there. Ryan Kerrigan getting his chance as a coach. Yeah. What do you think uh about that there in the senior bowl getting the, the opportunity he looks super thin by the way he's definitely not at his playing weight anymore mm-hmm. uh but yeah trev what do you think about ryan kerrigan there at the, the senior bowl getting to interact with the young players and really developing himself as a, a coach i love it because he started it out by working with us with our defensive line you know as assistant slash whatever volunteer whatever he's doing so I think that was pretty cool. And for him to be acknowledged from what he did with our defensive line this year to be called upon to do that, I think that's great. We like to see former players get an opportunity to do something that they love if it's not playing the game anymore. So I'm all for it. I think that was pretty cool. And Jennifer King, too, was a yeah, coach. Jim King was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope, too. So Yeah, and it looks like Kerrigan, I guess he's diving in, uh, you know, well, what's the phrase? What's the cliche? Two feet he's in. Yeah, he's going yeah. all in. Before it was like, I don't know if I really want to coach. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll come out to some practices, see what it's like, and all that. Next thing you know, he gets promoted to assistant de- defensive line coach, and then he's now he's at the scene. I guess he's all in. I guess I he's, guess he's be all a in. Coach for life. Yeah. Which, which you know, coaching to me is more about dedication to the craft 
than mm-hmm. it is, you know, your skill set. Exactly. Because, I mean, you look at the best head coaches, a lot of them never really played or never at least got to the highest level. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the Bill Belichick's of the world, mm-hmm. right? But those those guys make great coaches, too. They don't have yeah. to be former greats to be a great coach. It's yeah. The dedication there's, there's, uh, and the communication and all that. The, the classic saying, right, those who can't teach. Uh, but Ryan Kerrigan definitely could while I was in there. But Gus Bus brings uh, up a great point kind of in line with you there, Stoner, is Kerrigan is the perfect young coach. His whole career was based on his work ethic and staying in elite shape and being mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got to agree. So, And if he's imposing that kind of work ethic into these young players, you're going to see improvement, which the defensive line I felt was – a lot better for Washington this year. So we'll see if they can continue keeping that up uh, as time goes on. Speaking of keeping it up, Geno Smith had a career year this Mm -hmm. year for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, He is currently an unrestricted free agent and Seattle and him look to be good partners going forward. But Washington could throw the whole bag at him. We're good. Trev, you're good. (laughs) Trev, what do you think about Geno Smith? Uh, like I said, Nate, uh, myself and Stoner here, about to talk third person. Yeah. Uh, myself and Stoner here, we we shared our thoughts on Geno on, on a video that we posted on Monday to our YouTube channel here. Mm-hmm. But what you, you you weren't able to come. That's uh, So we wanted to get your thoughts on Geno. What do you think? Geno Smith to Washington? I mean, if we're talking bridge quarterbacks, yeah. I don't see him as a franchise guy or the guy, you know, for the future. But he did have a career year in Seattle with less weapons on paper than Washington. So just imagine what he could do with said weapons that we have and pair that with his career year. I think he could get us to the postseason, maybe first round exit, you know, something, or at least 10 wins, nine wins, 10 wins, you know, something better than what this he did for Seattle. Yeah, but like maybe a little bit better too. Um, but I, as far as franchise from here on out, no, because let's be honest, he's Geno Smith. Now, you have him number four. I did on your list. I did above Justin Fields. Yeah, a because others that we saw, I talked to above Sam Howell. Because I was well, yeah. Because Sam is he's the youngest and the the rawest. So like, if all this fails, you go with Sam Howell. But if you can't get anyone else, if you're going to go in the market or whatever. But I just figured, you know, before he's probably one of the easier ones we could probably get for maybe the amount of money that we have to spend. And like like you said, career in Seattle, he's not terrible, but he's not the greatest. But he would get us at, at, to the bridge of what we need to be. I think we wouldn't have Taylor Heineke, you know, dis, disarray or whatever. But like, I think he'd be a nice fit for the short term, but not long term. But, so. but what about eight years of being terrible and then one year of being good? Ah, uh, you know what I mean? He just came out of nowhere i know because he's been in the league for a long time and all of a sudden yeah he's made a name for himself and maybe this is what's supposed to happen maybe he's reaching his prime right now and maybe he's supposed to be a backup and learn all those things and be unleashed at this right time so you never know that's the thing about nfl but me personally short term yeah but franchise no because like you said he's been here for what eight years already and he's just now having a career year i don't want to go through that eight more years with him our quarterback and then his ninth year on a year that we could be getting rid of him, he has a great year, and it's like, oh, do we keep him or not? So it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were throwing out some stats uh, on that video, you know, or some, not necessarily stats. We threw out some stats, but some of the things that really I think 
uh, hindered him from being a better quarterback is was was his maturity level. Yeah. Right. He had issues in college. He had issues mm-hmm. his rookie year. He mm-hmm. had issues his second year. Mm-hmm. He had issues his fourth year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe he's matured and he's finally figured it out. Maybe. Man, that took a long time. That took a right. long time to but get. But also, yeah, think about where was he at before he got to Seattle with some decent help? He was in New York with the Jets, which was with the Giants team. also. Giants. Uh, which fun, fun stat that Stoner shared on there. Uh, no way to you know hide it again, Stoner. Mm. But Geno Smith uh, was the quarterback to break Eli Manning's Iron Man streak. That's, that's who, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who the Giants it's went to in. to stop mm-hmm. uh to stop that streak. From I remember happening. that. I remember that. And, and then he played horribly and then they had to throw yeah. Eli back in there. Exactly. That's an embarrassment. Right. Yeah. So and then he cool. sat for it's understandable that he sat for three years in Seattle. Obviously you got a basically yeah. a Hall of Famer in front of him. Yeah. So that, so that makes sense. And when he finally got his chance, he did break out. But He's just never been able to say when a team has said, okay, you're, you're the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Be the guy. And he couldn't be the yeah. guy. And no. he's done that a few times. Now in Seattle, they finally said, okay, here's a chance. They didn't give it to him either. Remember, they brought in Drew Locke. Yeah. And they said, they didn't say, okay, Drew Locke, beat out Drew Locke. Oh, no. you're Drew Locke. Uh, we want you to be our guy, but Gito's going to compete with you. So Gino didn't necessarily get that job mm. straight up. He had to earn it, and he did. So that's kind of a feather in his cap for him. But still, it wasn't even given to him then when Russell left. It was, the job wasn't given to right, him. Right, yeah. They said, so, you still have to compete with this terrible young quarterback over here. And he did. Good on him, but they didn't he, even he give did. him the job. He He's going to earn himself some good money. Now, speaking of terrible, I might have to stop using Spotrack here because I, I can't mm. believe this calculated market value. Yeah, what do you think? What would you be willing to pay for Geno Smith? to you know, If you're Seattle, if you're trying to pay to keep him or Washington, uh, Michael says Washington's not going to pay it because Dan's not going to spend money on any players. Um, you know, not here. I disagree with Michael in a couple of ways here real quick. One, Dan Snyder will absolutely spend money on players that he feels bring value to the team to make mm-hmm. it more attractive. And then two, rumor has it, Dan Snyder might not be the owner for very much longer. My so God, he's not going to be making those decisions. He's not making those decisions. So yeah. two, two things on that one, Michael, but it, it is fair to think that as far as that's concerned. Uh, Gregory is hitting us up the, the howler chat. I said, anytime we see the wolf in there, as long as it, you guys don't get too obnoxious with it, we'll throw out uh, <laughs> there. Uh, MG Geno Smith is washed. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't, I, I don't think we talked about this. That's probably one season aberration. Uh, but I think that he could still probably perform fairly well. Yeah. I wouldn't get, give him the bag. Hell no. And that's what we were talking about is how much would you pay him? I'll tell you what Spotrack's average annual salary is. Well, Spotrack also said Taylor Heineke was worth like 19 million a year, right? And he's not getting that, right? Maybe it was 17 million. He's (laughs) not getting that. Way too much. But so, what would you guys pay for Gino? I'd give him a two-year, 10 million dollars. So five mil per year. That's that's way low. I give him two years to Spotrack. 
No, well, yes, that. But yeah. I feel like that's low to even Gino. Like I feel, no, I feel like he's going to get more of a Fitzpatrick ten mil, ten to fifteen million per year. I mean, this is yeah. a quarterback who because he's going to be the starter. Yes, in Seattle, but here okay. he wouldn't be the. starter. You're going to give him backup se. money here, but yeah, Seattle, I'm, giving him, I'm giving two million, two years, six, seven million, not even ten million. I mean, they were nine and eight. It's not like they were. Yeah. Like, so there you go. There, there's your answer. Thirty if, touchdowns. I mean, we'll offer that if he says no. Yeah, thirty touchdowns. They were still nine and eight. So it's like, uh, yeah. I, I guess, Bus. I, I'm kind of with you here. I think that he's going to get around twenty million. Seventeen to right. twenty-one yeah, is what Gregory's saying. Yeah, Will Diggs. He said five to clarify again. Stoner's top, uh, his his money here. He said five million for Washington because you're bringing him in to be a backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not because uh, you, you, and this kind of speaks to where Stoner put Gino. Uh, he had him down at number seven on his yeah. list. And you uh, asked me what I'd be willing six. to yeah. pay him for my mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what he's his value no. is. I'm saying right. that's what I'd offer. And if he doesn't like it, see ya. Move, move on. Else. Which yeah. speaks to where we all have Gino. Uh, by the way, Spotrack right. said $39.3 million as an average salary. Compares it to Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan, who all were north of thirty when they signed their last uh, contract. So, Baking powder? all those quarterbacks made the playoffs, didn't they? Except for Derek Carr. Oh, no, Derek. Matt Carr Ryan didn't make the the playoffs. Okay, okay, that's it. Last. Matthew Stafford didn't make the playoffs. Okay. He's yeah. He's not getting thirty nine million. <laughs> no, he's certainly not seven. getting it here. Yeah. 17 to 20 million. I don't think he's getting that much either from Seattle. Maybe he does. I'm not some, you know, guru who sits there and understands all these contracts <laughs> and what people's values are, but I don't think he's getting 20 million a year from Seattle. No way you're going to get. He is very, very comparable yeah. to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Fitzpatrick got 10 million a year here. <laughs> He ain't getting he Fitzpatrick had decades of actually playing. If they were gonna do that, the they would have kept Russell if they're gonna pay a quarterback that much. And they ain't, they didn't do that, so they're not gonna pay yeah. Gino twenty mm. million a year. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a little that's a little high, but maybe for nine wins. <laughs> I can't I can't bring it up, but we do have a source that uh, mm. that has told us here. Gregory asking, you got the inside scoop on Snyder? No, uh, why can't we can have say a, it? I don't. I can't bring up the. I, I, I like to be factual, uh, but we have a source who you know Stoner or Trev. If you guys want to, I would want to read the information direct because I don't like misquoting or mm-hmm. getting things wrong. So well, either of you anonymous source. This is not a verified. So, well, yeah, we're we're not. Carl gonna... Gasparino from nope. Fox Business Network. This one. Ever since February 2010, has tweeted out. Scoop, NFL sources say sale of commanders will take place weeks after Super Bowl and the owners meeting in March. Despite denials, most people in NFL circles think that Jeff Bezos will bid after initial bids are given. Given his wealth, he's most capable to make numbers work for a purchase. And denials, if anybody doesn't know, there are rumors out there saying that Dan Snyder is not going to sell to Jeff Bezos because he Mm -hmm. owns the Washington Post. And the Washington Post is the platform with all the Dan Snyder misconduct that's trying to leak out and stuff. So those are the denials that they're talking about. But apparently, despite all that, he's going to sell to Jeff. I don't Maybe. know. My source says he won't. 
I, I was about to say that is a national source that Trev read, but we have a different source, right, Stoner? That, I have uh, a local source. Yeah. Okay, which is better than a the national, but the national source could have gotten it from a local. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we we can't no, say whose sources are better, but right, we do right, have right. our own connections. My own those... connection says he will not sell to Jeff Bezos, and the price will be north of seven billion. Oh, Remember sure. all this talk of that it was probably Six not going to sell as much as everybody thought originally. Oh, it no. is going to sell for more than seven billion. And somebody he is won. going to sell 100%. It is going to happen in that time frame, late yep. March. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be Bezos. That's what my birthday is late March, you guys. I might be getting crazy in late we're all March. March babies here. So yep. it's yeah. going to be somebody's <laughs> celebration uh, when, when this happens. Oh, Just man. think, and then DC is going to throw a, par a parade. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. every so, year we're going to have like a celebration of Snyder's gone. Mm -hmm. Stoner, mm -hmm. I'm not discrediting crediting your your personal. Yeah, that's no problem. But are we are we sure? Is that is that source confident that no matter the like, no matter who it is, if the money's right, Dan's going to sell it, or does he actually care about who takes over for the organization outside of money? He doesn't care who, except Bezos. He absolutely refuses to sell to Bezos. That's what my Even, source says. Now, Jeff, what Jeff comes with that bag, though, bro. And and Michael oh. pointing out that uh, the league might force him to sell it to Bezos because there might be an agreement where the uh, franchise agreement mandates selling it to the highest bidder, mm -hmm. which I don't necessarily. I'll, I would have to look into that one, Michael, because That's that was scary. kind of with Denver. Yes, they ended up going with the with the Waltons, but. Uh, um, the league was heavily involved in trying to get people in there to get because they the ownership group is a very kind of a tight knit, not friends, but business partnership, sure. and they're not going to go into partnership with somebody they don't want to. So it's not necessarily going to have to be the highest bidder, but I don't know if they would want to be in partnership with Bezos or not. But uh, would definitely look into that. Here's a great question right here. All right. So how does uh, the money TJ work too nasty money for you? Out? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead and read it, Trev. All right. So how does the money work if Snyder sells after free agency? Snyder, the new owner. I know free agency starts March fifteenth. Mm -hmm. So right. that is a good question. What happened? They're probably going to have a slow start, and this is going to be something that we'll definitely dive into when the the sale happens. This is right now. This is still in the preliminary stage here. Um, it's going to be a slow start pretty much for free agency. You're going to see them re-signing players from, you know, from their team, from the commanders that they want to sell, you know, re-sign, but they're probably not diving in getting any big names because of the pending in the middle sales, of sales. Which, yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah. we we will we will know about the sale okay. within the next couple of weeks. And then we have another couple of weeks before the league year starts and all that. So uh, before it happened, before it's officially approved in March, there's going to be a small gap there. So there's going to be some, and there might be, maybe there's going to be a backdoor agreements so and maybe, maybe we're wrong, but again, we'll dive into more of that, uh, later. Good question there, TJ. All right. Speaking of re-signing players, Washington made several draft picks last year that maybe we want to jettison right now, or maybe we want to re-sign <laughs> them. Later on, all that's going to be coming up here on The Game. Stick with us. The Game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. 
For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.